Welcome to the MPC Podcast. I am Tim W. Gill, pastor of Medora Pentecostal Church, and I'm thrilled that you've joined us today. Here at MPC, we are committed to bringing hope and building lives. One way we do that is through this podcast. Thank you for listening, for sharing and reviewing what we do here. It is our desire to connect with you, and you can find us on Facebook, or you can find us at our website, medorachurch.com. It is our prayer that today's message inspires you, encourages you, and that the kingdom of God is advanced in your life. Let's get right to the word of the Lord today. Hallelujah. We praise you, Lord, today. Let's get our Bibles. We're going to the book of 1 John, chapter 3. We're going to be reading several verses throughout this chapter as we get our launch in this moment. Amen. Y'all be sure to say double amen for all those people not here tonight. Can you do that? All right. First John chapter 3 and verse number 1, I want to say a great big thank you uh, to the media. I threw them a curveball and changed my message 30 minutes before service. And uh, so they had to all scramble and do redo scriptures and everything like that. So thank you, Sister Bev. For being patient with Pastor. First John chapter 3, verse 1. Behold, somebody say, get your attention. Behold, what manner of love the Father hath bestowed upon us that we should be called the sons of God. Therefore, the world knoweth us not, because it knew him not. Somebody say, I don't fit in. I just don't fit in. In verse 18 of chapter 3, it says, My little children, let us not love in word, neither in tongue, but in deed and in truth. And hereby we know that we are of the truth and shall assure our hearts before him. Not just in word, not just in tongue, but in doing. Love in doing. And jumping down to verse 22, it says, And whatsoever ye ask, we receive of him because he keeps his commandments And do those things which are pleasing in his sight. And this is his commandment. That we should believe on the name of his son Jesus Christ. And love one another. As he gave us commandment. And and he that keepeth his commandments dwelleth in him. And he in him. And hereby know that that he abide in us. And by the Spirit which He hath given us. How do we know He abides in us? Because we believe in Him and we love one another. (laughs) I want to talk to you tonight about a different kind of love. 
a different kind of love. Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord Jesus, for this time tonight. I pray, God, for your help. I pray, Lord Jesus, for your strength. Give us, Lord Jesus, the words to say. And we ask, Lord, that we touch that people's hearts will be touched today by what is done in Jesus' mighty name. Let everybody say, Amen. All right. Turn to somebody and tell them, I love you. <laughs> you can be seated. God bless you. John writes, the one that Sister Gill talked about when he described himself several times, he described himself as the disciple the Lord loved. Amen. The disciple the Lord loved. And he writes a lot about love in his epistles and in his gospel. Love. This world's got a crazy view of love. It's got a distorted view of love. It used to be that love was a good old Western story of a man in a white hat that was a hero that defeated the bad guys and the bank robbers and the, and the, the wagon train robbers and all that kind of stuff, and, and he got the girl, and they rode off into the sunset. That was kind of the picture of, of, of what love was by Hollywood. Now, Hollywood has got such a distorted view of love, it's hard to keep up with. Love. This world... Shows love in all kinds of ways. There's some people that, you know, they love their dogs more than they love their spouses. I heard an amen or two or three or ten on that. There's some people that love their possessions more than anything else. Love it. Everything's always just, just recognized and received in the idea that I love that. I love that. The human condition, though, is one of the need for love. We all need love, and we all need to love. And on this Valentine's Day, I want to talk about a different kind of love, a love that isn't seen by the world, understood by the world. Amen. People say today, you can't help who you love. Baloney. Love is not a feeling. Love is a decision. Love is not an emotion that you do your stuff based on emotion. It's based on a decision. And if you want to know anything about natural love between a husband and a wife, you go find somebody that's been married for uh, 40, 50, 60 years, whatever, and ask them what is kept together. It's because they decide in the good times to love, in the bad times to love, in the highs and the lows, for better, for worse, sickness and and in health, amen, to love. The manner of, of that kind of love is, is fleeting today. When 53% of all marriages end in divorce, you better know a different kind of love in this hour. But John writes and he says, behold what manner of love, a different kind of love. God does not merely possess love. It's not just one of his qualities. The Bible says that God is Love. He is the personification of love. God is love. The love of God that he has is personal, everlasting, and universal. His love is encompassing and victorious. The, one of the most beautiful love stories is found in the Song of Solomon. 
And you read that, and that there's one of the verses that says, he brought me to his banqueting house, and his banner over me is love. His banner is over, over me is love. Amen. I'm not going to get in a big hurry tonight because I don't feel like getting in a big hurry. So y'all just, y'all just help me say amen. But the love of God is mind-blowing, different. The love of God is uncommon. The love of God is measureless and strong. Amen. One of my favorite songs is a song, If We With Ink The Ocean Fill, If The Skies Were Parchment Main And Every Man On Earth a quill, and every man a scribe by trade, every stalk a quill, and every man a scribe by trade. To write the love of God, it would drain the oceans dry. His love is different, folks. His love is different. His love is uncommon. Paul writes in 1 Corinthians 13 and 13, Now abideth faith, hope, and love charity here. This is a agape love. This is not a love like the world, not love like a husband and a wife, but it is a, a love like God. He said, now by the faith, hope, and charity, these three, but the greatest, somebody say the greatest, the greatest. is love. Love is greater than your faith. Love is bigger than hope. Love takes faith Amen, uh, uh, to a a whole new level. Yes, it takes hope to find God. It takes hope to believe in God. But how powerful is the love of God that keeps us in this time? You know, the world come out with a song back years ago. What the world needs now is love. Yeah, all you folks that listen to that kind of music back in the 60s, I know. There is truth in that statement, our world needs love, but the love that the world needs looks a whole lot different than what the world thinks. We need a love that is not founded in the bedrock of sin, lust, and shame, or personal preference. We need a love that is higher than the heavens, one that can reach to the lowest recesses of hell, love. What the world needs now is love. Amen. Again, the Bible said God is love. That is his holy, righteous nature. The word agape is defined as love, but it is really the nature of God. We need a love that is different, that is based not on uh, just a brotherly love or a relationship love, but a love that is based on the nature of God. Mr. Vines in his dictionary writes about this word agape, agape, and he says, since the spirit of revelation has used agape to express ideas previously unknown, inquiring into itself whether in Greek literature or in the Septuagint, the early manuscripts, throws little light upon the distinct meaning in the New Testament. What he's saying is that If you look up the word agape, you will find it localized to Scripture. It's a different kind of love. It's not written in a love story. It's not written in a a, a novel or a play, a man of Greek literature, but rather it is a different kind of love. Many of you view love as 
gratification without commitment today. Pleasure without consequence. That's why they want abortion. Pleasure without consequence. A lot of people view love as amusement without restraint. But when Jesus stepped up on the scene, he says, there's a different kind of love. For John writes it like this, Behold what manner of love. Behold what manner of love that has been given to us. Jesus writes, are speaking in John 15, as John records the words of Jesus, he says in verse 8, Herein is my Father glorified, that you bear much fruit. So shall ye be my disciples, as the Father hath loved me, so have I loved you. And then he says, continue in my love. Continue in that same kind of love. For he told him, if you keep my commandments, you shall abide in my love. Even as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. Amen. He is telling us here that we ought to continue something that he exhibited. We ought to see how Jesus loved and then we ought to love as Jesus loves. It is so difficult today, I believe, to fight against a, a battle against the culture of the day and the push of the Antichrist spirit today. It's hard to fight against that and still have love for those that are pushing it and those that are fighting for it and those that are angrily going about it. But the love of Jesus says, I look beyond your parade. I look beyond your hashtag. I look beyond your preference and I see a soul. We must do the same. <clears throat> for Jesus said, if you keep my commandments, you'll abide in love. It's like a cycle. For he go back to chapter 14, and you will find in verse 15, he said, If you love me, keep my commandments. If you love me, keep my commandments. If you love me, you will guard against messing up my commandments. If you love me, you'll be attentive to my commandments. I don't keep his commandments to get his love, but I love him, therefore I'm going to keep his commandments. It is not a, an obligation. It is not a pressure. It is not a chore. Amen, because it's love. I love him. Do you love him today? Do you love him for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. It's a different kind of love. Amen. Jesus even worded like this in John 13 when he said in verse 34, he said, a new commandment. A new commandment I give unto you that you love one another as I have loved you. That you also love one another and then he made that famous statement, by this, what? By this uncommon, by this different kind of love, amen, you, they will know that you're my disciples, amen, if you have love one to another. The love of God is not predicated on whether I feel good about you or whether I even feel good about God. Amen. It's not based on emotion, but rather my commitment to one that has loved me beyond any precedent. Amen. 
Jesus did not say, love them if they're nice. Did he? Love them if it benefits you. How many knows the heater's working tonight? Amen. Woo. Praise God. I'm glad. And that's only one. This other one over here is not working. So we're doing good. It's all that great insulation. Praise God. But Jesus did not command them to love only when they liked the person or they enjoyed being around the person. I believe you can love your brother and sister and not like them. Y'all can quit clapping. I believe you can love your brothers and sisters and not like their personality. You can love your brothers and sisters and not like how they do things. I don't care how they spend their money. I don't like what they wear. I don't like what this is. I'm going to love them anyway. I don't like their parenting style. Well, I'm not the parent. They are. Love. Love one another. Hallelujah. You see, it's a different kind of love that goes beyond like, that goes beyond emotion, that goes beyond feeling. It's a different kind of love. Jesus made loving one another not just simply a statement but a commandment, for he said, a new commandment. I'm commanded to love you. But y'all make it easy, I will tell you that. You make it easy. I love you very much. And I like you. At least some of you. Some of the time. And others of you, you just switch. No, I'm teasing <laughs> we probably should for pastor. This is what you get when a pastor don't feel good in his body. You just, I, I have no filter. I'm just, just let it all hang out. First John three twenty three. Again, back to love and commandment. He said, and this is his commandment that we should believe on the name of his son, Jesus Christ, and love one another. That's his commandment. As he gave us commandment, and he that keepeth his commandments dwelleth in him, and he in him, and hereby we know that he abideth in us. Peter said in 1 Peter 1 and 22, seeing that you seeing ye have purified your souls in obeying the truth through the Spirit unto unfeigned. That's a different kind of love. Unfeigned love of the brethren. And see that ye love one another with a pure heart fervently. Fervently. <clears throat> We'd say radically. Fervently. Unfeigned means to be without hypocrisy. Have you ever met those Christian car salesmen? Not actual Christian car salesmen, but people who has the personification of a salesman. Shake your hand and got a deal for you with the other. Smile at you and as plastic as MasterCard. The Lord is telling us we ought to love Purely. 
And when you allow the love of God to come into your heart, you will learn, and I have learned to love people I didn't like, to love people that I even have a hard time meshing with. But I can love them because there's a love that comes in. God has loved me, therefore I must turn around and love the brotherhood. Love one another. Loving my brother is evidence that I believe in Jesus Christ. Let me say it again. Loving my brother is evidence that I believe in Jesus Christ. <clears throat> the pattern is you love one another. As Jesus said, I have loved you. The Hebrews knew that they were to love their neighbors as themselves. But Jesus taught that you love more than just ourselves. He taught... Love the brothers and your enemies. Oh, wait. Wait, wait a second. I, I, I love people that don't like. You want me to love people that I hate? You want me to love people that are my enemy? What is an enemy? Somebody that's against you? Somebody that has something on you, over you, attacks you, says things about you, posts stuff about you? I'm telling you, you're getting unfiltered pastored right now. We have a love that is poured into us that the Lord says, love the brothers and then love your enemies. Mm, mm -mm. A different kind of love. That's what it is. In John 17 and 26, Jesus said, I have declared unto them Speaking of him praying to the Father, he said, I've declared unto them thy name and, de and will declare it, that the love wherewith thou hast loved me may be in them and I in them. I want to tell you that this verse teaches us that this different kind of love comes from a different kind of place. It comes from the Father. That different kind of love that comes down from the Father. It does not come from the world and the emotions of this world. Amen. It doesn't come from trends and fads and things that are popular, but it comes from the Father. Oh, Lord, let your love be poured out on me. If I'm having a hard time loving someone that I should be loving in an agape Bible way, then Lord, baptize me with a fresh anointing of your love. Let your love come upon me from heaven and let me act on that. Can you lift your voice and lift your hands and say that prayer with me? Oh God, baptize me with fresh fresh love from heaven. Oh Lord, on this day that we talk about love and we talk about all these kinds of things related to our emotion, what we need is love being poured out upon us from heaven. One of the most powerful chapters in the Bible is the one <clears throat> Paul writes about love. It is interesting that in 1 Corinthians 12, Paul writes about the gifts of the Spirit. In 1 Corinthians 14, he talks about the rules connected to the gifts of the Spirit. And in between those two, he says, Here's love. No matter how much I operate in the Spirit, no matter how, how much I follow the rules, if I don't have the meat of love, I'll mess up. I'll become like a sounding brass and a tinkling cymbal that he says. 
But love that is different looks different than the world. In 1 Corinthians 13 and 4, charity, love, suffereth long and is kind. Charity envieth not. Charity vaunteth not itself, is not puffed up, doth not behave itself unseemly, seeketh not her own, ouch, is not easily provoked, thinketh no evil, rejoiceth not in iniquity, but rejoiceth in truth, bearing all things, believing all things, hoping all things, enduring all things, charity never faileth. But whether there be prophecies, they shall fail. Whether there be tongues, they shall cease. Whether there be knowledge, it shall vanish away. Love. I don't know if you remember a few years ago, the, the alphabet movement got upset at Chick-fil-A for their stance on marriage being one man, one woman. Remember that? They attacked them mercilessly. They went after them. On one point, their sales skyrocketed. People were wrapped up around the block getting in to get some Chick-fil-A. But let me tell you what Mr. Dan Cathy, the president of Chick-fil-A, did. He got one of the leading advocates for the homosexual community and brought him, I think it's the, the peach bowl or whichever bowl it is Chick-fil-A supports. And brought him as his personal guest. Brought him into the, the swanky place that they were able to watch the game from. Treated him to all the kinds of food that they had. And he began to show this person God kind of love. Being kind to him. This is the man that, that ridiculed them and, and was lashing out. And, and when he left, according to what I remember the story, when the, the advocate left, he said... We're going to back away and just let you be you and we'll be us. I'm telling you, kindness will go a long way. Being kind will go a long way. Having good kind of God love will go a long way. We don't fight back with fire except on our knees in prayer and in the spirit. But what we fight back is with a love that is uncommon. A love that God has given to us. Oh Lord, help us today. <clears throat> the first thing in these verses Paul deals with is the enemy of love. The enemy of love is things like envy, boasting, and bragging. The enemy of love is conceit and rudeness, selfishness. The enemy of love is taking up a quick offense, being offended, being outraged, and offended, and easily provoking Provoked, easily triggered, easily upset. Man, that's our world today. That's the enemy of love. The enemy of love is keeping score, writing down wrongs. Can I tell you, married folks, one of the worst things you could ever do is keep a scorecard in your marriage of when you're right and when they're wrong. I didn't say when you're wrong. Y'all catch it? Love does not keep records. Love is going to go forward in spite of things that are enemies against it. 
Another enemy that Paul talks about in verse 6 is rejoicing in sin. God's love does not rejoice in sin. I can tell you a message that has stuck with me for many, many years. And Bishop Walls preached a message years ago when we were evangelizing. And he, he stood on this very church, not this exact platform, but he stood here and preached a message. Tell it not in Gath. It's stuck in my spirit, Bishop, and I, I, I want you to know I appreciate that because what he preached about was when somebody falls, don't go blab it, don't go talk about it. He was talking about Saul when Saul had, had, had been so messed up and then he died, and then David said, don't go tell it in Gath. There are some things, brothers and sisters, that we don't rejoice in. We don't rejoice when somebody falls. We don't rejoice when somebody it, it messes up and loses out. It ought to make us weep. It ought to make us cry. These are enemies of love. Then he says, here are some things that love is seen in action. Long-suffering. Not quick-triggered. Long suffering, not boasting in self, but rather in kindness. Love rejoices in truth. Love rejoices in love or in truth. Then he says, Love bears all things. There is nothing you cannot face if you have the love of God in your life. Nothing. Somebody say amen. amen. Love bears all things. Love believes all things. That means there is no limit to your faith when you have the love of God in you. <clears throat> love endures all things. That means there's no limit to the endurance of your life and your faith. Because love never fails. Love never gives up. Love cares more for others than it does itself. Love doesn't want what others have. Love doesn't uh, uh, strut around in pride. Love doesn't have a swelled head full of conceit. Love doesn't force itself on others. It's, always, it's not always saying, me first, look at me, here's me and my selfie doesn't fly off the handle, doesn't keep score of the sins of others, doesn't revel when others are in trouble, doesn't uh, take pleasure in someone falling, but rather takes pleasure in truth. Hallelujah. Love puts up with stuff. Puts up with stuff. In just a moment, you think you're doing great because you're loving somebody and putting up with their stuff. Just remember, somebody's putting up with you. Thank you for putting up with Pastor tonight. I appreciate that. Paul writes in Romans chapter 12 about the realness of love and being real about it. He said, let love be without dissimulation, verse 9. That means without hypocrisy. Love should be sincere. It should be real. It should be genuine. It doesn't mean that if I love you, I'm going to put up with your sin or I'm going to tolerate your bad attitude. No, still going to love you. Still can be kind. Still can be kind. Still can be civil. Somebody say amen. amen. He goes on to say, abhor that which is evil. 
cleave to that which is good, be kindly affection one to another with brotherly love, in honor preferring one another. This is the nature of real love, not slothful in business. Where did Paul put that in there? This is about love. If I represent God, I need to take care of my business. Somebody say, amen. Not slothful in business, fervent in spirit, passionate, serving the Lord, rejoicing in hope, patient in tribulation, continuing instant in prayer. This is real love, distributing to the necessity of saints, given to hospitality. Then he says some words that are a little bit hard to swallow, but they're love words. Bless them that persecute you. Bless and curse not. Rejoice with them that do rejoice and weep with them that weep. Be of the same mind one toward another. Mind not high things, but condescend to men of low estate. Be not wise in your own conceits. Recompense to no man evil for evil. This is some, this is some heavy words, aren't they? Amen. No man evil. For, provide things honest in the sight of all men. If it be possible, here we go. As much as lieth within you, live peaceably with all men. I realize that there are some times that you just can't get along to get along with some folks. But you can still love them. I'm loving you by walking away. I'm loving you by not staying here and fighting. I'm loving you by not arguing in this text thread. I'm loving you by not coming back in retaliation. That's what it's saying. Love. Somebody say real love. Verse 19, dearly beloved, avenge not yourselves, but rather give place unto wrath. For it is written, vengeance is mine, I will pay, saith the Lord. Therefore, if thy enemy hunger, feed him. If he thirsts, give him drink. Man, these are just not modern ideas. Uh-uh. It's crush him, wind him down. Let's talk about what he did 30 years ago and drag him through the mud what he did 30 years ago, a tweet they put out 11 years ago, and, and let's just drag it through, through the mud. No, he says, if he thirsts, give him drink, for in so doing, <clears throat> I don't want to misquote, but I think this was Sister Wall's, one of her favorite verses. Be kind, give, give feed, hunger, and in so doing, you shall heap coals of fire. On his head. <clears throat> I want you to think about that. It is not in fighting back that you win, it's in loving. It's in loving. The world don't know how to take that. The world don't know how to take kindness. Amen. If you got. Somebody in front of you at the checkout counter and gives that checkout person, right now they don't want you to even do the checkout. You got to do your own checkout. But they, you know, they're giving that person a hard time. Give that checkout person a blessed time. Let them see kindness. Even if they are messing up and doing things, be kind. Love is a different kind of love. He says in verse 21. This is a powerful one. Be not overcome of evil, but overcome evil with good. 
I like how the NIV reads of 13 through 16. Share with God's people who are in need. Practice hospitality. Bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse. Rejoice with those who rejoice. Mourn with those who mourn. Live in harmony with one another. Do not be proud, but be willing to associate with people of low position. That's love. John 13 and 35 by this shall all men know that you're the disciples. If you have, somebody say have. Have is a continual process. It's not just a single act, but it's something we possess. It is not just an expression, but it is a possession. Having love means that we're being ready to demonstrate that love at any time. It is a part of who we are. It is a part of our being. Amen. Because he gave us love, we should return around and give that love back. Can you thank the Lord for an uncommon, different kind of love? <clears throat> Paul wrote in 1 Thessalonians 4, 1 Thessalonians 4 and 9, but as touching brotherly love, you need not that I write unto you. Listen to this. For ye yourselves are taught of God to love one another. Taught of God. There are, there, there's something inside of, of, a, of a Holy Ghost-filled Christian's DNA that God puts in that makes us want to love. Have you ever watched somebody get the Holy Ghost? What's the first thing they do? When they're done, they pull themselves up and they shake off their, their clothes and their hair is all disheveled and, and, and their tie's messed up. And the first thing they do, they're going to find somebody to hug. They're going to find somebody to hug. Why? There's a love that's put inside of us with the baptism of the Holy Spirit that makes us know this truth. I believe today that there's a different kind of love that is plastered on the TV screen. There's a different kind of love than what this world is crying. What they're wanting is this kind of love. And they're searching for it in all kinds of places, from alcohol to drugs to perverted relationships. They're looking for it. But in reality, what they want is what you've experienced. And that's a love that comes from above. Stand with me, please. It's a love that comes from above. Oh, Heavenly Father, we love you today. Lord, we praise you today. Amen. Can you just take some time and love the Lord in this place? Lord, I love you. I praise you, Jesus, for you are so good to us, Lord. You are wonderful to us, oh God. Hallelujah. Thank you for your love. This, this reckless, relentless, <clears throat> Lord, this love that I don't deserve, but you give it to me anyway. Thank you, Lord, for this love that is overwhelming. This love, Lord, that can flood us like an, a, 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 an ocean that has risen in the tide. Oh, God, I thank you for this love that helps us. Father, when we want to keep records and we want to keep wrongs, but, Lord, you say, let it go and love anyway. 
Lord, I pray, God, that you would baptize us with a, a fresh anointing of love. Love one for another on this day that is often celebrated as the day of, of love. Oh, God, there is a love that is different. It's a love, oh, God, that comes from heaven. Help us to have that kind of love in our marriages. Lord, in our, our families, on our jobs. God, wherever we may be, a different kind of love, a different kind of love. Thank you for listening to the MPC podcast. We trust that today's message has inspired you, encouraged you, and strengthened you in the Lord. We would like to invite you to join us again by simply subscribing to our podcast And we encourage you to write a review if it has been a blessing to you. Again, you can find us at medorachurch.com to learn more about our ministry.